I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. It's common knowledge that lead is bad for you. Look no further than the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. When the city changed its water source to the river back in 2014, it failed to apply corrosion inhibitors to aging pipes, allowing chemicals to leach into the water supply of the city of 100,000 people. Six years after the Flint water crisis began, crews are still replacing the lead pipes that made so many residents sick and people are still relying on bottled water. Lead poisoning can cause a range of health issues, increased high blood pressure, organ damage, neurological changes, and even death. Investigative reporter Joe Rubin says California has a lead problem too, and the source might not be obvious to you. Watch your ears. There are hundreds of gun ranges in the state, and Rubin says they expose workers and visitors to dangerous levels of lead. A third of workplaces which have had lead poison workers in the last two years are gun ranges. So in some ways, you could almost say these places are like mini flints. And it doesn't matter if you're someone who wouldn't ever set foot in a gun range. Nearby environments become contaminated, too. Today on Fifth Emission, reporter Joe Rubin shares his extensive investigation into the lead poisoning dangers at gun ranges. California knows about the risks, but he says the state isn't doing much about it. The investigation was a partnership between the Chronicle and the USC Annenberg Center for Health Journalism. Rubin dug into thousands of pages of public documents, and he talked to dozens of gun range workers, customers, government officials, and public health experts. He joins me to share what he learned and how the lax regulation of many gun ranges across the state is posing a serious risk to its residents. Joe Rubin, thanks so much for joining me on Fifth Emission. Complete pleasure to be here. So, Joe, before we dive into your investigation, tell me about how you ended up reporting on lead poisoning and gun ranges. Did you go into this knowing it was a problem? I I definitely didn't know that it was a broad problem. It actually goes back several years. I live not far from a park in Sacramento where, like, my kids played soccer, and there was a gun range there. And it turned out it was operating for years and years, even though some people, including the California Department of Public Health and the city of Sacramento, which operated the range, knew there had been lead poison workers there, that it remained open. And then it contaminated a park, which cost the city, you know, a million dollars to clean up. I was just like, is this an anomaly? Like, like, how did this happen? And when I started doing some public records requests, I learned that the Department of Public Health knew about the issue, but had failed to take any really concrete action. And then I started looking elsewhere and seeing that this was commonplace, that mm. in a way that gun ranges are kind of like unregulated hazardous waste sites. Every time a gun is fired, there's some lead that that is released. And we have millions of guns in California. And we want to limit the amount of lead in our environment. You know, one of the biggest public health successes ever was the elimination of lead from gasoline. One of the reasons it's important to look at gun ranges is this is one of the remaining spots where lead is still produced and it spreads. We found that it spreads into the San Francisco Bay, into urban communities. I mean, the most dramatic example in the state of California is actually the Exide battery recycling plant in Los Angeles, which spread lead to 10,000 homes in Los Angeles. 
Um, and it's one of the biggest environmental costs in the history of the state. They're still trying to clean that up. Some people who see this story, they might say, oh, this is just someone with an axe to grind or wants to shut down gun ranges or is against guns. And, you know, as part of this story, I, I shot at gun ranges. And I think that there are, you know, places that have their own culture. I think that they are in a lot of ways important. But in effect, what we learned is that because there's so little regulations around these places, the regulations are so lax, the public is essentially subsidizing gun ranges in California hmm. from unknown public health costs, from taxpayer financed cleanups, from all, all kinds of ways. And this risk was really highlighted in this one example you bring up in your story. And it's a specific example in Grass Valley. It involved children. And the concern was prompted by some Facebook photos. Tell me more about that particular case. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Facebook photos did ultimately play a role. But what happened first was a parent, a whistleblower, wrote a letter saying, hey, there's this gun range owner who's also a Boy Scout leader. And he, for years, this is what the letter stated, has been using Boy Scouts to sift through a large sand berm, which absorbs the bullets behind the targets. And eventually so much lead collects in there, not like hundreds of pounds, but tons that mm. it becomes a hazard because of ricochets and other issues. So they have to like sift through it. Lead is actually, it's a profit center for gun ranges because they can recycle the lead for like a buck a pound or something like that. And mm. so this gun range was using kids to sift through the lead. And they were doing this, you know, a couple times a year, collecting tens of thousands of dollars. And the gun range owner, Jared Johnson, he said, no good deed goes unpunished. Meaning, I think he's saying that he was doing a good thing. Hmm. And the good thing was using this money to pay for Boy Scout trips. But in fact, this could have been incredibly deadly. I mean, I was, I, hmm. the Boy Scouts of America certainly told us this is not something that they authorize. But I think the point of the story is that the California Department of Public Health, which got tipped off to this, they took two months to even visit the range. I think that across the board, gun range owners, see that they're likely to face very small fines. And if they do, they can appeal them. The fact that some of these agencies are not tougher about it, I think, could be harming the public. Before we talk more about how the state could be doing a better job of keeping people safe, I want to also just understand the dangers and health risks related to being exposed to lead. What are they exactly? We're all, as a society, pretty aware that Lead can, you know, because of the Flint, Michigan tragedy, you know, lead can cause permanent developmental delay with kids. But it's also has some of the same kind of effects with adults. It's very insidious in that people have high blood pressure, for example, for a lot of reasons, or they have mental health issues for a lot of reasons. So someone could be having profound issues and they may have very elevated levels of lead in their system or even lower levels, which still over time can have profound impacts and they can cause very serious health effects, anywhere from heart attacks to issues with your um, nervous system to just all kinds of, of problems. And I was struck by your story because you found a lot of examples of lead poisoning in the Bay Area and across the state at different gun ranges. Tell me more about some of these specific cases that you found. Yeah, I mean, there's one gun range 
called Jackson Arms. It was in South San Francisco. It was it, it shut down in 2018. And it's just astounding how many problems this gun range had. There was over 80 workers there that became lead poisoned. And the thing that's so troubling is that the California Department of Public Health, Cal OSHA, they knew about these issues. They tracked them for years and years. These agencies saw that there was profound problems with the ventilation system of this gun range. Essentially, it was had no filtration and it was just spewing lead out into the neighborhood. And it just kept going on and on for years. At one point, Cal OSHA, which is the agency which protect workers, went in in 2013. They said, hey, this is your last chance. We're going to shut you down. Um, we could shut you down now, but we're not going to do that. But this is your last chance. Well, in fact, things just got worse. More workers became lead poisoned and the CDPH and emails we obtained was aware of profound problems with the mm -hmm. ventilation system, which was clearly they attributed that to the rise of, of lead poison workers. And the question you, you got to ask is, like, how is this worth it? Because mm -hmm. as I said at the outset here, this story is not against gun ranges. This is about gun ranges being safe places. We know that gun range workers are becoming lead poisoned, but there's no system in place to track people who visit gun ranges. And yeah. like, there's no blanket policy of making sure that the environment around gun ranges is safe. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. I want to talk about this system a bit more. There are about 200 indoor gun ranges in the state. What oversight or safety regulations should be taking place? I don't know that there's one simple answer. But I think in some ways, I'm not sure that a law is the answer here. Mm. I think it could be, you know, the governor calling up these agencies and saying, hey, why, when Cal OSHA knows of a significant problem, do they not talk to Cal EPA or the county environmental regulators and say, we're concerned here. We're seeing really bad problems with this ventilation system. It could be also contaminating the environment around it. Maybe you want to check it out. So I right. think that a lot more cooperation needs to happen. The Bay Area, for example, where there's been two very serious gun range contamination issues, both of which are now shut down. One was next door to a gymnastics center. Hmm. I brought this to the attention of the Bay Area Air District. I said, hey, these things have happened. What can you guys do? And they gave this kind of odd technical answer to us, which was to paraphrase it, our estimate is unless 44,000 rounds of ammunition are being fired on a daily basis, then there's not an issue. And so we don't see an issue or any reason to inspect other indoor gun ranges in the Bay Area. The Air District job is to protect the public from risk of airborne toxins. And what experts told me was that answer doesn't make practical sense. You're seeing a problem. We know that lead is a toxin. We know that it spreads through the air. So I think air districts becoming more involved in just making sure they're doing their job to protect the public 
would make a big difference here. So, Joe, tell me if I'm understanding this correctly. I mean, it sounds like there are some sort of clear ways to make gun ranges safer, such as better filtration systems. Is it just that there aren't standards set in place that gun ranges have to adhere to? Yeah. You know what? There really aren't standards. And in fact, someone who's been involved in in multiple cleanups told me that. Planning boards are a huge problem because they waive what's called CEQA, which is the, the environmental review. And the, often they waive this because they say, well, this gun ranges are considered entertainment or amusement. But, you know, what, you know, any business, what's the bottom line? How much money can you make? And mm-hmm. so since there are no standards, many gun ranges do things on the cheap and it leads to big problems. You know, something that could be done is the governor's office of planning and research, OPR. They are the ones who kind of oversee CEQA. I have been told that if they sent out a memo which said, hey, local municipalities, local cities, if you come across this issue, you should take it seriously. Mm. Now, this might be sort of a simplistic question, but I have to ask, why can't we just just ban lead bullets? Yes. So (laughs) that's a great question. There are lead-free bullets, Right. And so it does seem like since so much lead is being fired at a gun range to require the gun ranges to be lead free would make sense. The argument from the gun range folks is that they would say, well, that that ammunition is too expensive. But even doing so, I mean, California often creates markets for things so they could help stimulate the the market for lead free ammunition, which does exist. Mm. There is a Bay Area legislature, Kevin Mullen. And he actually introduced legislation in 2020, I I believe, to ban lead in indoor gun ranges precisely for this reason. And partly because in his district is this gun range, Jackson Arms. But one of his staffers told me that he just got crushed, that basically that this was just a non-starter with a very powerful gun range lobby. But I think the other tough issue is that You know, what do you do with the fact that a lot of these places, the surrounding areas around them are contaminated or the the buildings have a problem? I think it's a complex public policy issue. Like I said, I wouldn't envy people who are trying to tackle it. I think what I'm trying to do here is to show that in some cases the emperor has no clothes here. There's a problem and 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 folks probably want to put their head together and try and tackle it. So I imagine you probably presented your findings to state agencies. What did people say? How did they respond to your investigation? So basically, the governor's spokesperson said he talked to the Department of Toxic Substances Control, which is a little odd because there are so many agencies involved in this. We did try and speak with them. They gave us several statements. The California Department of Public Health gave us several statements. Cal OSHA gave us statements. I asked for interviews with everyone. No one really wanted to sit down and talk about this, which I think is unfortunate. One of the things that I think was significant is that Cal OSHA said that we are looking at doing a better job with communicating with other agencies because they're sort of, they're the, they're the agency which protects workers from lead. So they're on the front lines of knowing when something's unsafe. If they're the ones who might know about environmental problems. My understanding is that while these agencies haven't spoken to us, they are very aware of this story and I think they'll, they'll take it seriously. Well, Joe Rubin, a very compelling investigation. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. This it's, it's such a privilege to have this story be in the Chronicle. And I'm just uh, really appreciative of having the conversation. I hope it's an extended conversation across the state. Joe Rubin is an investigative reporter. His story about lead poisoning at California gun ranges was a partnership between the Chronicle and the USC Annenberg Center for Health Journalism. The story is online at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode, to King Kaufman for the edits, and to you for listening. <laughs> 